0: Well, today's episode on the Paradigm Switch comes from a post I saw on Instagram, and it said to my Christian brothers and sisters, what is one advice that you would give to your younger self or to someone just starting off in the faith? And, you know, I thought about that. Now, what is some good advice that I would give myself if I was to start it over again, or maybe someone just starting off in the faith? And so that is what we're gonna to discuss today. What is some good Christian advice for our new believers out there, or something that you can share to someone starting off in their faith with Christ?
1: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Paradigm Switch Podcast with our hosts, Avan and Alex. We seek to encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds and to think right side up. The key to victory is knowledge, and it is our hope that through sharing our personal testimonies, struggles, and triumphs, it will help you continue your walk with Christ. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ, but in order for us to emerge anew, we first have to think anew. Enjoy the episode.
0: Well, hello, Paradigmers. Welcome to another episode of the Paradigm Switch. We are the number one Christian podcast on earth with heaven's favorite podcasters. I am one of the co-hosts, Avon. I'm here with my co-host, Alex.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: And, you know, this is the first month of December. I can't believe it. We are here.
2: First, first day of December.
0: Oh, the fir- oh, actually, first day, too. Oh, my gosh. last God. month. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I'm, you know, wow. Like, I feel like this year just flew by, just complete, just completely football. Honestly, I feel like my life is still. I feel like my life is still like stuck in March 2020, before all the pandemic and everything happened. I feel like ever since then, it's been zoop, just ziplining lining through. Um, and you know, it's funny. I, <laughs> it's funny. I ended my twenties um, on lockdown with the pand <laughs> with the pandemic and everything. Um, but you know, I'm still here. I'm grateful to be alive and everything like that. I'm a homebody anyway, so it's okay. Um, so I got to start working from home and all that kind of stuff, but wow, we are at the end of it. 2022.
2: Very different from you. Cause I never had lockdowns because I was in the lab working with coming up with diagnostic tests for the virus. So mm-hmm. I was at work every day.
0: Yeah. You know what you, I'm, I mean, amongst my friend circles, honestly, only two. Like, my close friends that I talked to on a regular, about two of them, besides myself, were working from home. All my other friends were working, like, in the office. They either have, like, government-type jobs where they have to go in the office because, you know, the stuff they work with is too um, confidential that they can't be on their home network. And then um, other people work in the hospitals as nurses, doctors, dentists. 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 Goodness, that is so <laughs> – I'm getting tongue tied with that dentist. um, And then other people like yourself working in the labs and stuff. So like most of my friends, you know, they were going to work. And, I, you know, for the first time I was like, I'm not like I'm I'm in my pajamas and I'm just working from home, living the good life. So but, you know, only got a couple more days and then I'm back on vacation again for the rest of December. So this time next week, I will be I'll be out like I'm just I'm gonna be living life to the to the fullest being on vacation
2: man, I, I don't know man like uh, i i'm combating jealousy now by telling <laughs> myself uh there's a reason why i'm in the position that i am but boy like i i got two days off uh been back at work uh i need to start taking more days off here maybe maybe i can afford to like this coming friday i guess mm-hmm. i don't know i have to look at my schedule but I can't can't do it next week because all the senior people except me will be out so i can't you gotta hold down the fort for yes gotta hold down the fort and then i hopefully hopefully on the 23rd um right before christmas maybe i can take some days off and and it you know, may two days the week before christmas between christmas and new year's may, maybe i don't know you know This is the problem. When you work at lab with cells, the cells don't care if it's a holiday or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, speaking of that, we just came up the cusp of being thankful and coming off Thanksgiving. I am so thankful. I have a job that gives me so many days off. Like, they really do. We get so many days off, and I'm so grateful for it. That's one of the benefits about my, my current job is that they give us so many days off, and it is just a blessing just to just a half. I just, I just, I just enjoy it. Cause like when I go on vacations, like throughout the year, I would just take a personal time or I could work my schedule for flexibility where I didn't have to use any time off or I could just use a sick day to cover it. And it was wrapped around a holiday and now I have to burn through the vacation time. So that's why like, I'm living the, I'm living the good life and y'all can't see it, but Alex is having a smirk on his face out of jealousy. So I'm just, I'm just rubbing it all in. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh I'm not being a good
0: friend right now. I'm enjoying it a little bit too much. But let's get on the topic. Uh, you know, like I said in the open, I saw an interesting post that was talking about, like, to the Christian brothers and sisters out there, what would be, like, one advice you would give either to your younger self when you're starting out your walk with Christ or, you know, or to another person that's starting off their, you know, their walk with Christ? And, you know, that had me thinking of, like, you know, what, what would be the advice that I would give to someone starting off or like something to help their walk be a little bit easier? I know on the show we talk about, you know, we share about our personal, you know, walks and, you know, our walk with Christ and, you know, the things we've learned and this, this and that. But, you know, I thought it'd be cool to be like, what would be the one advice that you've the, or the life lesson that we've learned so far to be like the most important to share with someone as they're beginning this walk with Christ? Because I think something at least I have learned through experience is that the walk is not an easy one. It's not, it's really not, you know, it could, I can say it can be exciting based on how you approach it and everything like that, but it's not going to be an easy one. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, We would need like a whole 10 part series to go into that. But um, I think it's important to uh, share some of our life lessons and give some advice.
2: Uh, For sure. Can I give two? you can
0: can give two. Okay. You can give two. Okay. I'll let you share the first one. Then I'll come in the middle and then, um, you can close it out.
2: All right. So I I think when it comes to sharing advice for new believers, there's two things that if I had known earlier, it would have been really good. Okay. Uh, the, The first one is, uh, basically beware of pride or let go of your pride because I think pride is one of the most dangerous things that any believer can experience, right? It's one of these these things, I think, what's so insidious about it, most people overlook how bad it is, and then it can metastasize into absolutely massive problems that wreck relationships, wreck your employment, wreck your life, uh, and then it's very hard to recover from this, and you know, pride is just not worth it, folks. It's not. So, worth pride it, so. in an
0: aspect of like you can't tell me what to do, you can't give me corrections. Like I don't need correction. That kind of attitude, or what?
2: That, or you know, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to ask for help. I've got this. You know, I I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I know I have the knowledge. I have the wisdom. You know, I'm good. Uh, you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to find this out. You're not good. Yeah. Uh, you're going to come into a situation where it's not good. And and look, you know, I think in Proverbs, there's a lot of verses that are uh, warning us believers about pride. And I'll just give three right here. So Proverbs 11.2 is when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. And in Proverbs 13.10, when there's strife, there's pride. Uh, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. And in Proverbs 16.5, the Lord detests the proud of heart, mm-hmm. sure of this, they will not go unpunished. So all of this is a, a big warning sign for you uh, when it comes to pride. And, and look, I can share my uh, story here. You know, I used to not really think that this was a huge problem when I was younger. It's in the days where I call myself now a pseudo Christian in which, you know, I knew everything intellectually and believed everything intellectually, but it wasn't really sinking into my heart very well. And so I ended up in a situation where God had to tear down that pride so that I could grow. It's Mm -hmm. a very traumatic experience and it's not a great place. And it's better to just get rid of that yourself um, and come to God with humility so that he doesn't have to give you that kind of correction or, or, or so that you don't make those kinds of mistakes that pride leads you to get. And I'm, I'm telling you folks, prideful people fall, proverbs 11 is correct when pride comes then comes disgrace i have seen this over and over and over in In your life okay well i've seen this in my life when i was younger so i learned about the dangers of this earlier other people in my life did not and i saw pride come back and bite them as they became older and you know the the really worrying thing about that is that the older you are the farther you fall when your pride is torn down.
0: And I I think I've learned uh, at least watching other people when they have so much pride that they are unwilling to change and the older they get, the harder it is to break that habit.
2: Uh, yeah, it's harder to break and then the stakes are higher mm-hmm. because you're you're farther along in life. You have a more developed career hopefully. You have maybe you have a relationships, maybe you have children, family. Uh, the stakes are higher and if you are not able to recognize early on that uh, I need to take care of this pride issue in my life I am telling you it is going to cause you a big problem it is going to happen now how can um,
0: pride affect someone's spiritual walk as they're doing their walk with Christ and everything like that
2: in so many ways in so many ways Uh, Pride, number one, if you're really prideful and you think you're wise, it's going to cause you to have spiritual laziness, uh, and you're going to become stagnant, and you're not going to develop. Uh, Maybe you start erroneously teaching other people poor behaviors Mm. because you're too prideful. Um, It's going to affect the way that you interact with other people. If you're really prideful, you cannot hear criticisms you cannot hear con- constructive criticism shatter cannot hear corrections so you get angry quick of temper um uh, so there's a link between the pride and the anger and you know if you're in need and you're too prideful to say i i need some help uh you're gonna suffer and the people around you may suffer um you know take for example uh the person who Maybe they had a layoff of their job, but let, let's say it's a, he, it's a, he, he's the, the head of the household. He gets laid off. And so I have seen, you know, he does not tell his wife that he has been laid off and he burns through the family savings because he's not able to ask for help, find a job. And he wrecks everything Yeah. because he was too prideful to let his wife know, Hey, look, this bad thing happened to me and we need to figure this out together. And I, you know, I'm going to need some help here. Uh, it's, I have seen this happen and it is really sad. It is very, very sad. And I, I'm telling you, I honestly believe that pride is the most insidious problem that can crop up in a believer's life. I really believe that. I know that jealousy is an issue, anger is an issue, the rest of them are issues. Those are more apparent issues. Yeah. And they're easier to be able to see, okay, this is a problem. Pride is often blind. You don't know that you, having this issue and um that is what makes it so dangerous well i've
0: heard it said that pride hides that's why i've yeah. heard it said and you know pride you know you can say pride is the root of all kind of sin because you th- like it's whatever you can say the sin whether it's the sin of unforgiveness you th- god says you're supposed to forgive but in your pridefulness you say He's not worthy he or she is not worthy of my forgiveness or I know what's best and no I'm going to do X y and Z even though God says don't do it and you're like, hmm I think I know better So pride is at the root of all kind of in my opinion of at every sin because you think you know oh, better
2: true. I agree I agree completely.
0: Yeah, you think you know better, and so it's going to affect your walk with Christ because obviously when you're walking with Christ, we're supposed to be walking in holiness, we're supposed to be walking in godliness, and walking in the standard that he wants. You know, um, the Bible actually—
2: humility, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's humility. And, you know— Jesus even said, you know, you can't even enter the kingdom of God unless you come as a child. You come humble yes, like did. a child. So if you're having a humble attitude, you know, you know if you don't have a humble attitude, you know, it's not even going to work from the get-go. You know, actually entering true relationship with Christ is already a humbling experience because what you're saying is, God, I can't I can't save myself. I can't save myself. I need you to do it for me. So you and have you to know lay know how
2: them. many people have a problem with that? Yeah. admitting that they cannot save themselves.
0: Mhm. Yeah, they do. So many
2: people. So many people. Yeah. It's amazing to me.
0: And not only that, Christianity or, like, the faith walk with Christ, not only is it a humbling experience in that manner of saying, I can't save myself, it's actually a humbling in the sense that it's a great equalizer because, you know, so many times we like to compare ourselves to other people and say, oh, I'm not like him, I'm not like Joe, I'm not like Sally – but at the end of the day, if you all needed the same Savior, you're all the same. It's the same playing field. And I think sometimes we like to compare ourselves. Sometimes making us feel better. Be like, well, I'm, I might have problems. I'm not as bad as this person. But if you really look at yeah. it, if you come to Christ, it's an equalizer. It equalizes everybody. And, you know, some people might have a problem with that and being like, well, you know, I need Christ just like this person. You know, Christ equalizes us all. We all have the same Savior because of the same reason, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Christ yeah. is the great equalizer.
2: Yeah it's a, that it's called sin folks it's terminal illness <laughs> this is why you need jesus um and you can say oh i'm not as bad as this person but you say you're still dying you're still dying <laughs> and maybe you will die later but yeah. you're still dying so yeah it's a problem <laughs> it's still a problem
0: so so what was a way for you to deal with your pride so your pride, advice on how to deal with it i, I,
2: I didn't god had to do it uh-huh. and so it's very traumatic and he put me through some traumatic circumstances and i came to the realization that, oh, I, you know, I am absolutely nothing without Mm -hmm. him. And so I think it, if I could just advise my younger self, I would have told him, look, you don't know everything. You don't know, you don't have control of circumstances, and you need to, you need to let God do his work and, and realize you don't, know everything yeah and you should not be afraid to ask for help you're, you're not too good for asking for help
0: no no that's that's some good advice because that's going to help you in your faith walk because like i like what you said earlier about pride will block you from receiving correction to go to the next level it will block your growth it will stunt your growth um and so pride is a very um, toxic thing and you know that kind of it kind of I, I would say it complements my kind of advice alongside um your 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 discussion on pride. So I'm going to read my verses first before I say what the actual advice is. And so mine's coming from Isaiah 45, seven through seven through nine. Sorry. I got to pull it up. And it says, I form, this is God speaking. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord do all these things. You heavens above, rain down my righteousness, let the clouds shower it down, let the earth open wide, let salvation spring up, let righteousness flourish with it, I the Lord have created it. Woe to those who quarrel with their master, those who are nothing but pot shreds among the pot shreds on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does your work say, the potter has no hands? Woe to the one who says, Oh, I'm going too far, but I just want to read it again. The part I want that really stands out to me is Does the clay say to the potter, What are you making? And so, my advice to my younger self or someone starting off their faith journey in Christ is simply give up all control of your life, simply give up all expectations of what you think your life is going to be and how it's going to turn out because if you're really going to do this true walk with Christ and go fully all in it's not going to turn out the complete way you think it is and how it connects to pride because pride says I want it to go my way but if you're really going to submit to God's way and the way that God wants to uh, let God lead your life it's not going to go your way all the time and I think it's based on our society you know trains us up since we're children you know Plan out what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Go to the college you want to go to. Plan out everything in your life. But when you transfer into the kingdom of God, it's more about, God, what is your will for my life? It's a submission process. It's completely the opposite. What is the will for your life? Where are you going to lead me? Show me my identity. Show me the purpose of what what you created for me. And I feel like I struggled with that, understanding that completely. Because things did not turn out. I mean, not that my life is bad, but I guess when I was younger, when I thought when I would get older, you know, I thought things would have turned out a totally different way. Especially serving Christ, because you know I would have thought, you know, surely I would, you know, since I came to Christ at a young age, you know, I'm surely going to have this a mass of blessings and money and this this and that. But I've gone through <laughs> different valleys and different um, different challenges and stuff. That's actually kind of shocking. And, you know, the verse that came to me was in Psalms 23 that says, he guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And then it quickly goes, it's saying he's going to guide me into different paths. And then that path in the next verse says that I'm in the darkest valley. It's like, okay, so you've let me down in this darkest valley. And so I think, you know, we need to remember error when you are starting off this faith walk with Christ is to remember that God is leading you and trust him when you're going through those dark situations and stuff. Cause I remember that just took me in a, like a toxic turby of like shaking my faith when it was like, wait, this is not going the way I want it to. Like things are not turning out the way I thought it would have. It's not going as positive as I would have thought it would have. I thought it would have been like a real easy walk, just walking with Christ and my life is just supposed to be perfectly laid out. I don't know if I was never taught that it would be some bumpy roads along the way. I don't know if I was never taught that or maybe I just didn't hear it or wasn't paying attention when it was taught. It could be one or the other. See, I'm already being humble to say maybe it was my fault. So because, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I look at people like Joseph and David, you know, they had they walked with God and they were godly people, but they went through tough times and stuff. They went through times, I mean, Joseph, I mean, he was in prison for something he didn't do. And he was already a slave and then, you know, sold into into slavery when he was like a rich man's, you know, favorite son. And he was dropped way down to the bottom. But that was God's plan in the long run. And so I think just remembering, like it says in that verse, of remember who's really in charge. God is the maker and we are the clay. And so letting him form your life letting him form your life the way he wants it to and not fighting against it and having a bad attitude and being upset about it. Because I know for me, that's what I struggle with. And I'll share a little bit because like, you know, when I was 14, I really came to Christ, you know, really trying to, you know, get in the word and study and listening to messages and stuff like that, you know, really pouring myself into studying and stuff. And I had always been told, I don't know if you were told this, Alex, I've always been told if you serve the Lord, serve the Lord early, like your life is going to be perfect or like your life is going to, you know, pan out for the best. I don't know if you were no, told. I, something.
2: I I definitely was not told that. And you, I, I was actually taught if you give your life to Christ, expect bad things to happen.
0: Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> that's why that you were told that. See, I was told like, when you come to Christ, like, you know, if you serve God, you know, if you come to God to serve him early, oh, he'll make your life like easy. And I really took that at the heart of thinking like, okay. And cause I've seen like people struggle in life. And stuff like that. And so I took that to heart and being like, okay, um, if, you know, I choose Jesus. And so, like, you know, I'm going to, you know, have, you know, an easygoing life. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, college was okay. But it just seemed like once I graduated from college is when I started hitting, like, those dark valleys and, like, all stuff like that. I had problems finding a job right away. And then because I knew student loans were coming through, the only job that came through was this very, very low-paying job um, and stuff um, that was – barely paying really anything, but I needed a job. And so I took it and then I was surrounded by a very toxic boss and, you know, not really a good work environment and stuff like that. And I really was going through like this dark valley and I was just totally confused of like, this is not what I thought my life would have turned out. And I was there for close to six years. And then the thing is that was even worse that made it harder is like seeing other Christians, this is another side piece of advice is not, don't compare yourself to other Christians uh, because I saw other Christians who were not as quote unquote spiritual as me, or at least what I deemed as being spiritual.
2: There's pride. Hey, I
0: corrected myself what I deemed as being spiritual. I corrected myself. Um, And they were coming out of college and getting like, boom, like really high paying jobs and really like significant positions and stuff like that. And it really hurt me. And I was just totally confused of like, like why? like that person, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of confused. I was kind of like that older brother in that parable with the prodigal son. Like I've been slaving away for you like for years and you never did this for me. And I kind of took on a, like a negative attitude, but you know, I have learned, I have learned, you know, in growing in the Lord and taking out those time to really see God and all that kind of stuff to remember that God is the one in charge of my life. God is the one that's molding my life and everything like that that he has a different plan for me that was the route he took from my life for some ultimate purpose at some end that he's trying to achieve me to and i am not to compare myself you know just like it said he's the he's the potter and i'm the clay not every clay at the end the masterpiece at the end of the process is going to look the same some process or some endings or you know Some, um, what I'm saying, some masterpieces or some works take longer than others. Some have to go through more intensive processes than others. Depending on what the purpose of that clay or what it's getting molded for determines the process that it has to go through. And so I had to learn that kind of the hard way and, you know, bumping my head and all that kind of stuff. And remembering that God is the one who has the ultimate plan for my life and to remember that and not to compare myself and not to get upset and to enjoy the journey that God has taken me through. But, you know, here's the strange mystery of life that I find kind of interesting that God says, you know, to be careful not to question him and everything like that. But yet at the same time, we have our own mind, will and emotion. So it's kind of like, how do I go through this and not question you? But yet I have my own thoughts. I have my own emotions and I even have my own will. Is you know,
2: questioning questioning or doubting is hmm. it questioning or doubting because i think it's perfectly fine to ask god questions okay and it's not okay to think oh i doubt that you're able to do these things or god.
0: like or or accuse him of having ill intentions like yes
2: you can't do that but you can certainly be like god why is this poor circumstance happening why has this not uh, materialized for me you know what what is your plan what are you trying to accomplish i mean i, I pray that way quite a, a, a lot so mm-hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i think that you know he's he's a big god he can take it he can he can god. even take us saying i'm angry that this is happening god why i
0: know i know i have been there and you know the way like like i'm saying if you don't if you don't get in the mindset when you're starting off this walk with christ that no matter which way he takes me I'm going to obey and I'm going to trust him through those processes. You can hit a bumpy road and you can go down some dark valleys and then you can actually lose your faith. There's people who've left the faith when the pressure got too much for them when they were going through those dark valleys and this and that. And sometimes when you're going through those dark valleys, God is trying to show you something. So when I was at that job that I didn't like, when I was around that boss I didn't like, it was really God confronting me with several things. One, learning how to be humble, because I would say I did have an attitude of thinking I always knew it all. So now I'm with someone who I'm having to submit myself to and learn to bring down those mindsets of thinking I know it all and just you know be humble and have a more of a humble attitude. There goes pride again. And then, um, and then having a mindset or doing better in loving people that I may not care to love, or have a different personality that I um, haven't been used to. So, learning to love the unlovable. So, God was going, you know, pushing me through that and all that kind of stuff. So,
2: and I th- can say, I can say that your time at that place, you were able to become a much stronger believer. Yeah. And I, and I see this, I've seen this, you know, I, I, you know, you were right about um, loving other people. I think you've become more compassionate and forgiving. You've definitely becoming more forgiving as time has gone on. There, there was definitely a time there where that was a little hard. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Patient as well. I think I've seen some development of that uh, compared to when we were both in college uh, and then, of course, you have become physically fit yeah. while you were at that job. So I think there's a lot of things that happened in terms of your spiritual development, your your physical development, mental development, a lot of things at this place that you really didn't like. But mm-hmm. I think God put you there so that you could become a better person and I think that that is what happened, even yeah. if it was painful throughout the time. Oh,
0: it was painful. It was very painful. But that's what I'm saying. Going, you know, Trusting God when you're going through those dark valleys, because there's sometimes lessons, lessons that you're going through. And also, I've learned when you're going through those dark valleys, sometimes God is taking you there because he needs you to go rescue somebody else that's in there. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, yes. when I was at that place, you know, I will say God used me to witness to several people. I think I've mentioned it several times, um, a couple of times before there was an executive director who was at that job. And I will never forget when I was just sitting out, you know, sitting outside, eating some fruit, minding my own business on my break. I think I was either reading or I was on my phone, but I remember he was very stressed out and he sat there and we were talking and this, this and that, and it just flowed into the conversation about, about Christ and coming to God to relieve that. I say, if you came to Christ, you know, he would relieve that stress from you where, you know He would give you favor and all this kind of stuff and things would work out for you and you could tell it really like blessed him and all that kind of stuff and he came back later on it was just like yo Ava I really appreciate you for like encouraging me and this like that little message you know planting those seeds and stuff like that. And I did that for several people when I was at that job and stuff. And I I even prayed for one person when I was there. So, like, sometimes you go through those dark valleys and stuff so that you could help somebody else. And, you know, another scripture that comes to mind is actually Hebrews 12 and 2 that says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, it says, you know, Jesus went through some hard times. He endured the cross. You know, that says he went through something that he maybe necessarily didn't like. He didn't like it. It said he despised the shame. He despised what was going on, but he went through it for who? For us. He went through that for us and the purpose of it was to help and to bring salvation for somebody else and you know for us. And the other part I want to mention of that scripture, it says looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now, one thing you gotta know about God too, another little nugget of advice too is remember, God does God does not do co authorship. He he is the only author. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need a co-author to help write the story for your life. And this is and that he you know, he is the sole author for our lives and he doesn't need help whatsoever. He doesn't need your opinion or anything like that. He already has it all planned out. And the part that I have grown to like is the other part that says he is the finisher that lets me know that he's the one that's going to close out this story. And I think that's something we need to, fi- we need to remember. And, you know, Alex and I love to read. We both love to read um, various books and stuff like that. And what I love is books that look like, oh, my goodness, there is no way this is going to end on a good note. But the author finishes it out and somehow pulls it all together to have an epic end at the end of the book. And that's the same way with God. You might be going through a dark valley or you might be going through something that's really hard, but God knows how to finish that story to make it have a good end. Just like with Joseph, Joseph was down there in the prison, what looked like was gonna be the rest of his life. He was down there sitting in prison and he had no inkling what was going on, but God was working behind the scenes to pull that together and to finish that story out. Even with David, David loved the Lord and all that kind of stuff served him faithfully, but he was an outlaw running all the time, but God was able to finish that story and write that story out to have a good finish. So God knows how to start that story in your life. And he knows how to finish it out and close it out with a good end. Like he says in Jeremiah, he knows how to bring it out to a good end. So my advice to, um, believers is to just to, to stay on the journey and to remember even in those crazy times those turbulent times god knows what he's doing trust in him and the way you way you stay on the course that i have found stay faithful and studying the word stay faithful and being con, um, connected to him and make sure you surround yourself with good people because when you're in those dark valleys you don't need negative voices <laughs> adding on to the stress whatsoever you need good people um surrounding you and stuff so don't don't forget that God knows what he's doing. He is the maker and he he's the potter. So he's gonna bring out that finished product in you in the end.
2: For sure. For sure. Yeah. So Alex, uh, you
0: have one more because you couldn't just leave one. Alex actually had like five. I feel like he yeah, you like text me like five. Advice. I did,
2: but I narrowed it down to two. Because <laughs> I do think I do think pride getting rid of that is very important. One other lesson that I think I've learned is extremely important as a believer, is to guard your heart.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
2: And Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And this is true. Mm -hmm. This This is true. And I think the heart is, it's extremely important for us to guard this, especially in today's day. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have definitely noticed many, many people are increasingly feelings and emotionally driven. They're less so mentally, rationally, Thinking, it's more feeling and emotionally. I feel and this. I feel, I feel this. Yes, I feel this. I feel that. It's the heart. And folks, th- th- this can be super dangerous mm-hmm. if you expose your heart to the wrong things because the heart is what is going to you know, feel all of these, uh, or rather these motions, they feel the heart and then you go down actions based on what your heart's feeling. Mm-hmm. So there are some people who say the heart is treacherous above all. Don't, don't trust it. Um, that's why it's important that you guard this. And I will give some examples of this. So when I was younger, I chose to give my heart to the wrong person, to the wrong girl. And it really hurt. It yeah. really hurt and it led me down a road of anger and um, sorrow and poor choices. And this is where God wrecked my pride. But that came out of not guarding my heart correctly.
0: I think in relationships are like a real important part to guard your heart. And you and I were is. talking about that before recording. And because like there's a person in my life who was um, that my friends were trying to set me up with. And then when I found out she wasn't a believer, I was like, oh, I can't. I can't get entangled with this. And it was, you know, she's outside of her not being a believer. She's a really nice girl. She's really friendly, really giving, really generous, like all the really good qualities, but she has no interest in like coming to Christ and becoming like a Christian and all that kind of stuff. So I have to guard my heart to make sure I don't get entangled in that.
2: Yeah. And, and it's a problem because if you, as a, as a believer, if you go out and, and start dating an unbeliever, mm-hmm. what inevitably happens. And I, I have, from the people around me I've seen this and it it always ends this way the believer falls away from the faith I have never once seen a believer bring the unbeliever into the faith uh-huh. I have only ever seen the unbeliever take the believer out of the faith mm-hmm. this is what happens this is why it's important that you know you are equally yoked as the bible says and speaking again from personal experience not from romantic relationships but from friendships I can tell you if you are investing in the wrong friendships they uh, you are going to start being influenced by them and start engaging in the behaviors that they engage in um if you are not careful and not guarding your heart and so you've got to be careful you have got to ensure that you are not feeding your heart all of these um Um, poor influences they're not feeding these uh, poor ideas or poor company or poor influences or what have you you have got to uh, keep feeding it a diet of scriptures and of righteous biblical themes and principles morals and values and instead of you know putting into it what the world does because if you give your heart to the world uh it's going to take you to a bad place i'm telling you no i totally agree
0: you have to make sure you watch who you are Communicating with who are your friends.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh and look, if your heart is not in the right place, then I think it impacts everything. I, I think it can threaten your relationships, your families, your friends, your faith, your ministry, your career. I think it's important that you, you know, you guard your heart. You need to be uh wise and discerning about what things you open your heart for. And always remember folks that we have a corrupted flesh battling against us which is why you know scripture says uh be mindful of the heart because it is treacherous this this is the flesh fighting against you and we also have uh the devil and his legions of fallen angels who want us to uh give in to these bad influences in our heart yeah and um you know whether this is um disappointment discouragement disillusionment in the faith uh folks we have got to ensure that we don't uh give into this and you know it it affects the church it affects the church In, in the new york times and this is an old article it was in 2010 it was published but you know members of the american clergy now suffer from higher rates of obesity high blood pressure and depression and in the last 10 years the use of antidepressants has risen and their life expectancy has fallen. Wow. This is pastors in the United States who are getting a spirit, I, I assume, a lot of this is spiritually attacks. But this is why it's so hard uh, or so important to guard one's heart. Because if we allow ourselves to start taking in those kinds of things, uh, the, these uh, poor emotions, these bad emotions, these bad uh, thoughts they contribute to the physical the stress the disappointment and discouragement the depression all of that builds on itself and now you're you have an ineffectual christian if if you allow yourself to take in all these things yeah
0: i was also going to mention one way to like guard your heart from like taking in negativity and all the things bad especially in our world today is being careful of the media sources that you take in and being so connected to the world and stuff i think one of the issues Like in today's world is being so plugged in to everything and just being careful what you expose yourself to, you know, to movies, to TV shows, to the news, to different things you see on social media and stuff like that. You know, you don't want to take in like different mannerisms or different um, weird thinking patterns that people are saying is okay, but yet the Bible saying it's no. And now you have a conflict pulling you back and forth and all this kind of stuff. Just being mindful what you expose yourself to and open yourself up to. Is, being,
2: um, yep. is a good
0: way of guarding your heart.
2: I agree, your thoughts are going to end up becoming your actions. So mm-hmm. when you expose yourself to these things, you expose your heart to these things, uh, you're going to act on them at some point. So this is why we have to be mindful of of what we bring into our lives. I totally agree. Ava.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can attest to, there was a time in my life I had like a group of friends that were in my life and I can remember I could like, it's weird. You can like feel like, I don't know. I'll just say for myself, I could like feel my heart and attitude towards like maybe the things of Christ or the things of the church kind of like get a little heartened and like not as sensitive as it used to be and being like, well, I don't want to do that. Or like wanting to, you know, that yearning to do different um, involvements and stuff kind of like get a little, get a little heartened and not want to because I was surrounding myself with, um, with bad influences, you know, messing up. Um, messing me up and stuff. So it's important to guard your heart against those kind of um, attacks and um, infiltrations.
2: For sure. For sure. Um, So uh, yeah, those are my, my top two things I would tell new believers, Uh, beware of pride and guard your heart. And I think if you do those two things, you're going to be in a much better position as you walk forward.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of advice that I could give to um, fellow believers and stuff like that, but you know, we'd be here forever. But I, you know, I think the main thing is just to stay, stay in the game. That's still, well, that'd be another piece of advice. Just, just not give up. But yeah, I thought that was a fun thing that the person posted saying like, what would be the the advice that you would give your younger self to remember or someone starting off in the faith? So just remember, check that pride or God's going to check it for you. Uh, Guard your heart against um, evil infiltration. And remember, God is the maker of all things. He's in control. So wherever you end up, have faith in him that it's all going to work out in the end. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Paradigm Switch. Stay tuned to next week as we have another episode for you to enjoy.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Paradigm Switch podcast. We hope that you have learned something new for your everyday life. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to tell your friends about the Paradigm Switch too. For more information on past or future episodes, please follow the Paradigm Switch podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tune in for our episode next week as we continue renewing our minds to think right side up.